from the Summer Skate Studios Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Weekly. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Stop in for lunch, cater your next event, or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. The Tag Creative Group. Search T-G-R-A-N-R-U-D at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian food quickly with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Summer skates, shower shoes or koozies to show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, to another Tuesday night, another edition, another episode of the College Hockey West Weekly Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight in a very heated Palm Springs, California. Temperature up in that 117 range and only getting hotter, I'm told. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate, where today I understand the estate moved closer to the ocean. And uh, a little beach time was spent today. So, Paul, how are you? I'm good. It was very little beach time, unfortunately. <laughs> Not uh, enough? No. <laughs> okay. Um, but it was nice. It's probably the nicest day we've had in a month. Nice. Nice. Was it 117 at the beach? I think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. No? You no. Sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making small talk. I know, I get it. But we <laughs> anyway. Uh, a whole lot of small talk yesterday, though. Uh, no, no, no. Another new episode, uh, a new season underway uh, for us here at College Hockey West Weekly. It's our Tuesday night magazine show, I like to call it. This is where we go in-depth and uh, and talk to our guests. Uh, not that we didn't do that last night on uh, Monday night, but um, anyway. Uh, our focus is on our 10 teams that we cover. Um and four of them are NCHC teams now with Colorado College right, and uh, Denver and Omaha and North Dakota. Yeah. And next year, there's going to be five. So would, this, would this be like four and a half? Would this be what? I don't know. It just, um, you know, well, yeah, next year it'll be five officially. Yeah. Yeah, now we can, and, and that's why, you know, you and I were both on the press conference when Arizona State was announced as the ninth member of the NCHC. And we said, you know what? Um, we've had NCHC week, but this is such big news. We got to get the commissioner on. So uh, 
we asked around, I asked around, and um, Commissioner Heather Weems is going to join us in just a little bit to, uh, to talk a little bit about the state of the NCHC and how excited she is to have a new destination to travel to. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> that, as somebody's Do you think she'll said, go there ever, or is she just going to go, nah, I don't know. I don't know. Why would you go to Tempe? Yeah, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. I, I bet she's going to go there. We'll ask her. Yeah, my, my guess is um, that she will figure out a way um, to do that. I mean, let's just, you know, uh, coincidentally, uh, Omaha will be in Tempe the first weekend. Yeah, for the Desert Classic. So that's... ASU's got just an unbelievable so schedule so that, this so year. That's, that's kind of like an advanced preview, right? And, of course, Denver's going to be there in November, correct? Yes, but I don't think that – I mean, that counts, obviously. Um, but, you know, as, as the commissioner said, uh, December and January. And, uh, you know, I'm just saying that it just happens to work out coincidentally that maybe she'll, <laughs> she'll want to go to that Desert Hockey Classic. You I mean, never know. Is, you never know. An all, a, a, a already um, – one of the original eight members of the league in that tournament. So it would make sense, right? You can check up on things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I put it on my schedule for sure. Oh, I have yeah. put it on my schedule. <laughs> yeah, but your schedule. Nobody, your schedule changes from minute to minute. So. <laughs> oh, we love, we love my schedule though. We love it. Well, yeah, you do. Uh, nobody yeah. else can keep up with you. But, uh, <laughs> just watching hockey, all levels yeah. of hockey, and trying to figure out. But there's so many other things going on, Paul. Um, the development camps went on, and I think if not close, it had to be a record year for NCHC teams sending players to uh, professional development camps. Um, there's players getting drafted that will now be a part of NCHC teams in the very near future. Um, there's guys that have been drafted that are on NCHC teams currently. So there's all kinds of good things to uh, to talk about, and we're going to do that in just a minute. But, um, you know, ASU's roster came out today. That was kind of fun to see. You and I bashed that over a little bit. Uh, not not bash. bash. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> let's, let's say hash. How about yeah, that's that? different. That's not the same thing. <laughs> I know. Anyway, and uh, our friends over at Lindenwood uh, – I don't know. They just tease us. You know that they, they put out a new, a new weekend every, every day. It seems like on Twitter and they go like, Oh, Hey, what are you doing yeah, with I your Thanksgiving start. dinner and your leftovers? Yeah, Guess where we're going. <laughs> uh, well, hold on. Thanksgiving. Well, it's not Tempe. <laughs> anyway, I, I, we, I just have the schedule. Up. Yeah, I know. I love it. I, everybody does it a little differently. That's fun. The, the fun part of uh, college hockey It's a little bit different, but yet it's the same. It's the same common oh, yeah. goal that everybody wants to win the national championship. They want to win their conference. You know, it's huge, huge news uh, for a team like ASU to, to get the opportunity to play um, in a conference like the NCHC. So, I mean, that, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So when we get yeah, the I mean, commissioner, I think she might be on. So let's, let's see if we can bring her on and, and go with it. Um, commissioner Weems, if you're with us, you can go ahead and hit one of those great call-in boxes, and we'll connect you and get you uh, on the air with us tonight. Well, listen. Yeah, well, 
We'll give her a minute. Yeah, no, we'll give her a minute. We're, we're early. We're early. I told her 7.45. So she's with us, I think. Commissioner Scott and Paul with you. First of all, how are you? How are things in St. Cloud? And thanks for joining us. Well, you're welcome. Things are good. It looks like we're getting a little, well, it's mostly just sprinkling. We are so dry that we would love the rain. So it can just come. (laughs) Heather, Heather, I am in Palm Springs. Paul's out on Long Island. And I can tell you right now in Palm Springs, we haven't seen rain in months. And it's like 117. And they're talking about the mid-120s this weekend. Wow. Yeah, that's nice and toasty. Yeah, it is nice and toasty. Not not playing a lot of uh, outdoor ice or outdoor hockey right there in the winter, but certainly not right now. (laughs) Not at the moment, but I'm I'm wondering if you want to bring in like maybe uh, College of the Desert or something into the NCH just so you can make some winter trips here. (laughs) You know, I think the the ASU expansion for right now is good for us. Yeah. Well, Well, listen, he's he's just bringing it up. He just figures it just... You know, it's just you. They you, they can be a travel partner, and you can and people can spend a week and a half in December and January, um, and and you know extend that vacation a little bit. Yeah, you're just trying to appease all of our fans who, uh, when it's it, when it's January and February, want to get out of the Upper Midwest. I understand. Yeah, well, I totally understand that, <laughs> Commissioner. We've got so many things to talk about, but um, uh, obviously, the big news from last week with Arizona State becoming your ninth member next July. Um, if you can, and Paul and I were both on the the conference, so we heard it, but um, we're excited, obviously, because we've already covered them for the past seven years or whatever it is. But how excited are you to be able to have them as a partner? And what does it mean for the NCHC as a whole to be able to add another team to the, uh, the hopper? Yeah, I think it's a it's a great ad for the NCHC. And obviously, we've been talking about it for a number of years. Everybody knows that they applied um, back in 2016, and it just wasn't probably the right time for the NCHC. And, and I think as Coach Powers even mentioned, maybe not the right time even for ASU. And so, you know, with with that kind of going on the back burner and, and seeing the progress that they've made, uh, I think the timing was just right. And And I think, you know, I've been involved in college hockey for most of my career. Um, and just the opportunity to um, demonstrate and showcase and really allow them to be a model program uh, in terms of expansion for college hockey, I think is ideal. Um, obviously, you know, they transitioned to Division One. They did it the right way. Um, they continued to build. They got, they got fin- finances for their, their building. And now I think that the, the conference um, opportunity just helps them get to that next step. And so for our membership, I'm really excited. Um, I think that, you know, we've always said in the NCHC that uh, critically important to us is having um, institutions who are like-minded about the importance of hockey on their campus. Um, and obviously, uh, ASU is, is, you know, a, a well-developed athletics department um, with, with a number of sports and very successful sports. But the, the commitment that they have shown to hockey over the course of the past seven or eight years has just been really, really um, exciting. And, and I think that um, they're, they're just committed and they want to be good and they're going to be a great fit for us. So, and, and we understand what you're talking about uh, because at the schools in the NCHC, um, hockey is their number one sports. 
and 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 we understand that the difference with ASU and the fact that um, they're a much larger institution, obviously than than most. But they started building the building a couple of years ago, and they got it finished. And was there a a, a turning point where was there one thing that you know after, besides the building where people in the NCHC said? Um, maybe it's time we start thinking about this a little bit more, I don't want to say seriously, but more in depth. You know, obviously the building was a huge um, trigger. I think the other piece is just, we know that the NCAA is changing in, in some right. different ways. You know, when the transformation committee came out and, and, um, you know, the change in, in transfer policies and the change in, um, in NIL and just what's available, um, I, I think it's just a reminder that you always want to be, um, you know, progressing and looking forward and not being just satisfied or stagnant with where you're at. And, and again, I think providing, um, you know, within our footprint, you know, there's some benefit. It, it probably given, you know, just kind of the, the national boundaries and now particularly national boundaries that we have. Arizona State made a lot of sense for us and we knew that they would come in. Um, and, and they would bring quality teams. Um, I think amongst our, our athletics directors and, and our presidents and chancellors, um, they also saw the benefit of being in a good market or a new market uh, to college and to college hockey, not just for the hockey perspective, but for um, alumni growth and development. Uh, you know, lots of our markets have uh, snowbirds who spend a lot of time uh, down in Phoenix and Tempe, and, and so they'll be able to do some events around there. I think from a recruiting perspective, both hockey, you know, getting into those markets, uh, visibility in, in the Southern California area, uh, in Phoenix, even just on the West Coast up in Seattle and Portland, I think is important for us. Um, and, and then finally, just as, as all of our schools, you know, continue to, to grow and think about their own markets for students, having that visibility and having a major brand like Arizona State certainly um, just opens some eyes and, and provides us some opportunity. Now, now Scott's been there, obviously, much lived there much more recently. And we know that um, that a lot of the schools in the Big Ten have alumni in the area. And, and obviously, if there are people from that neck of the woods in, in the Phoenix area as alumni, did that in any way, uh, did, did alumni and, and those kinds of people, because we know that, uh, for example, Ed Robeson uh, hosted Colorado College there last year when they went to visit. Um, is that more of an influence than people think on the outside? The fact that you have uh, those types of, of, things going on where we know that college is sports is a business and yep. we know that it's always good within reason obviously to make alumni happy um was that a bigger factor in this than maybe you had originally thought it might be I mean, I think it was a factor. I, I think that, you know, the other thing that you talk about sport as a business and, and one of the other things that I think Arizona State brings to the table is, you know, as a conference, there are two um, main sources of revenue 
uh, from which uh, our, our members benefit. And those two things certainly are our NCHC tournament, Frozen Faceoff tournament, uh, and the quarterfinals leading up to that, um, as well as uh, NCHC TV. And, and I think that Arizona State fits both of those really well. Um, we think that they'll bring in a, a good market, and obviously they have a huge alumni base themselves. And so, you know, when you're marketing uh, NCHC TV and trying to get subscribers, um, they have an opportunity to, to join in and, and be a part of that. Um, and, and it just raises the bar and the quality, certainly. Um, I think the other piece is that, you know, again, um, putting butts in seats uh they are an attractive right. brand and we think we can build some rivalries around it part partly because of all the alumni influence i mean right. um when i was i i did a covert trip down there i don't know how <laughs> covert it was but uh, was back covert, in, enough. <laughs> covert enough back in january because right. i hadn't seen the new building right. and you know as we were touring around and and just looking at it and i was talking to uh frank ferreira um uh, just about um you know, they're, what they've seen this year, you know, at that point, they said their biggest home crowd or one of their biggest home crowds was was bringing in Minnesota State Mankato. And again, right. they said it's because not only is that a brand and not only, you know, they, they have, you know, been ranked highly in the last few years. Mm -hmm. um, but secondly, there are a lot of, of um, Mankato's alum who also go down there. Uh, right. in the winter or who are willing to travel. And so, you know, they not only sold out all of their tickets, but they had, you know, people scrambling to try and, you know, on whatever secondary market, trying to fill in any seats from Mankato, trying, you know, to, to get into the building. And so I just, you know, their facility as a whole, um, just the location. I mean, I think that it will become one of those um, those destinations that that our fans, regardless of, of institution, are going right. to circle on the calendar when it comes out. Um, and they're going to, you know, come up with a reason that they, they need to get down there for the game um, simply because, you know, again, they're looking for a way to escape. But it, it's such a great atmosphere and they can turn it into a long weekend with some golf. Or um, I see that uh, Tiger Woods, I think, just opened or is opening <laughs> soon a, a high class um, miniature golf course. I mean, so even those who that are accustomed. True. Is it really? <laughs> it I don't know anything about this. <laughs> I, I don't even know where I read it. I was joking with one of our coaches about it, though, and I just said, "See, this will be one of your team activities. You know, instead of top top golf, you'll go mini golf." Exactly. Oh, listen, listen, I got three years to retirement, so I, I, I'm going to have to know this for when I retire and go back out there. Um, Heather, we, we we got a bunch more questions. I know I want to cut off Paul real quickly here because I got to ask you. Uh, I got to ask you this, and this was one of the most impressive things I took away from the post press conference, and that was Coach Carl was quoted as saying, "The best conference in college hockey just got better by adding Arizona State." And I thought, if you want an endorsement for your program and your conference. Who who better to get it from than a guy that's with a nine-time national championship program? And to say something like that, that's pretty big, bold words coming from Coach Carl. Oh, absolutely. But I think that, you know, we, we've talked about, about ourselves as a premier conference um, based upon national championships, based upon the quality of, of how we operate, and just simply based upon the commitment of our institutions to the sport of hockey and, and to its growth in, in our own markets and really across the country. And so, um, 
you know, obviously we've we've demonstrated through word and deed uh, that we're here and we're serious and 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 we compete uh, and we compete well. And then you add another brand and another level of commitment um, and, and just you know a whole new market to what we're doing. And I think that David's absolutely right. Is is we just demonstrated. Um, that not only are we a brand in the Midwest, but, but, you know, Arizona State's interest in being part of the NCHC, I think, gives credibility to our membership and our, and our teams to say, hey, they wanted to be part of this because they see that it's a pathway to success. And, and I think that in, in, a, in a subtle way, uh, the, the pod that ASU will be in with CC in Denver I think you're going to see those games be very, very intense. Um, Denver, we know what they are, and we know what CC is 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 doing, and how they're and how they're raising the stakes. And I think that the, those eight games is it eight, eight three, two, four, six, yep. Eight, yep, about eight. yeah, um, eight games, and you know you throw in the the I guess it's the other eight between Denver and CC. I mean, you're going to have. Uh, some serious, serious, intense rivalry games pretty quickly with those three teams. I absolutely, when we talked about the model, the scheduling model, and settled on on the pod, um, it was for a couple of reasons. One certainly was uh, it, it does make travel a little bit easier. It ensures that you're a little bit more regional um, and not flying quite halfway across the country all the time. Um, so from an expense perspective, from a student athlete experience and time and class time perspective, it really worked. But I think the other thing that we found, uh, you know, we've since we started, we've had rivalry partners um, and that really, you know, created interest and it created energy. And I think we actually, the pod system this um, just really makes that even stronger. And I agree. I think um, very quickly you will see that ASU, CC, and DU pod uh, create interest um, and and the the folks in those areas identify with those teams. Those are known quantities. Uh, they're known, known quality. And I think it's only going to rise. Yeah. And, in, you know, and just, a, 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 you know, the other pods are, I mean, I mean, St. Cloud, Duluth and, and North Dakota. And I mean, Duluth and North Dakota is almost is already, um, you know, dog eat dog and St. Cloud, too. I mean, this is. I no pun intended, gonna, by the way. Yeah, no pun intended. I know you're right. <laughs> well, actually, the doggy dog is the, is the UMDSC issue one. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Um, but I'm a bulldog. No, but, but, I'm a bulldog, Heather, so he, he tries to get every shot at me he can. What? Yes. No. Well, and, and as the former athletics director at St. Cloud State, like I can tell you that from a ticketing perspective, uh, you just won the lottery a little bit there because those are your best sellers every single yeah. year are your UMD and, and and UND matchups and and those schools uh SCSU and UMD were were promised to play each other home and home you know two games each um but now they just added that both of them every year will play UND and so that's a really strong pod um both from a competitive standpoint um also from an energy standpoint with those fans and then you know obviously you have the Western Michigan Miami and Omaha a little bit harkening back to the the earlier CCHA the old CCHA Uh, and some of those rivalries. But I think that you continue to build the energy and, and try and keep the familiarity of fans um, in guaranteeing those pod games. Yeah, I mean, and you, you're just, the intensity level will just ratchet up as time goes on. 
because you know you're going to get sick of of seeing those guys and familiarity in this case builds good contempt and again, I just think, you know, from top to bottom, as you mentioned earlier, CC has done, a, Chris Mayotte has done a really nice job out there. I think they've got, you know, great plan in terms of recruiting and just building and developing kids. And I think you're going to see that come to fruition over the next few years. Um, there's just a, there's a high level of quality. And, and, you know, to be honest, I think for Arizona State now, this was kind of that last checkpoint that they needed to be able to, to land some of the, the top recruits as well. Um, because, I mean, over time, certainly, uh, I talked to both Frank and Greg, that, you know, the, the biggest challenge is if, if you're, you know, at the end of January or early February and you're outside of what's probably likely and pairwise to end up in the NCAA tournament, you don't even have a conference tournament or, or playoff um, to keep you motivated. And so now, you know, certainly, you know, they'll get through next year and they'll be excited because they're, they're going to be out now to start proving, you know, where they belong and how they're going to come in. Um, and then that next year, they'll have an opportunity for postseason play in a whole different way than, than what they've seen before. And, and I think that excites players. What do players want to do? They want to play and they want to compete and they want to be have a pathway through an AQ or through, um, through pairwise and, and the NCAA selection to get into the tournament. Good stuff. Uh, okay, hold on a second, Paul, because no, no, I'm going to lead you into yours. I, I know where no, you're no, going. No, no, stop, stop. You no. don't know where I'm going. Stop. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, I got two <laughs> questions. Then you can you can jump on. Whatever. Okay. You're the, wrong, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first one, Heather, is um, Paul and I have both been discussing with nine teams next year. Um, have you guys discussed the playoff format? So that's my question. And the one for Paul is going to be, um, he's a stickler for uh, the stream, and he's very critical of his own uh, university. So we're curious on to what's going to happen with the NCHC and the streaming part of it. So my part, um, the playoff picture, and uh, Paul's part, the stream picture. So we are talking about the playoffs. I mean, we've had cursory converse conversations about, you know, what maybe some different options are. Um, I'm putting together just some of those outlines. Uh, and, and in the coming weeks and month or so, I'll have conversations with coaches and, and athletics directors about uh, what the what the options are for playoffs and, and what makes the most sense um, from a logistics perspective, um, from a financial perspective, uh, and from a competitive perspective. So uh, those are really the three filters. We don't have uh, that answer yet because we just haven't gotten that far. And um, from a timing perspective, we just weren't, we, we wanted to get the announcement out because we needed to get schedules going. That was, right. that was the, the driver is that we knew that the schools were going to have to rearrange schedules for 2024, 25. Right. And so while we don't have every answer, we knew from a coaching perspective that we needed to give them the best opportunity to get their schedules rearranged. Um, and so that was really what dro drove our timing more than anything. So we are talking about playoffs. I don't have an answer for you at this point. But there's no way, or I shouldn't say no way, but you can't see a scenario that leaves one team out, right? You can't see that as well. A, I mean, you certainly could. there is uh, there's an option that does that. I mean, right. that's the conversation that we need to have uh, amongst our membership. Okay, I mean, I, I know that uh, Atlantic Hockey did that this year, and and some of the, and I think Hockey East did that. But like I said, I just I'm. I, I can't imagine that that would be a favored scenario. Would that be a better way to ask well, that? Yes. Say that? Right, right, right. Certainly. I mean, coaches want to play and, right. and they want the opportunity and they want to be in the position to, to move. So, you know, again, that's, 
that's conversation with the membership and, and ensuring that we have the process and, and um, kind of the timing worked out as best we can. Okay. Okay, go on the stream, Paul. You've been waiting for it. Well, <laughs> all right, Commissioner. I, I, this is, first of all, I need to alert the ASU fans out there to this. Um, we've been very spoiled with free streams for the last eight years. That's not going to happen. Yes, I've heard next that. Year. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's not happening next year, people. So you might as well get that sunk in now. Now, as far as the streaming itself is concerned, um, Lord knows I have, shall we say, occasionally not agreed with what they do. <laughs> And not um, the NCHC. You like the NCHC. No, yeah, no, no. I'm not it's your own school. Yes, I'm talking about my alma mater. Um, here's th That's part of a bigger question for me. Uh, now that this is done, yep. and there's an official entry date, what is the – is there like a checklist now that everybody has to – that ASU has to go through as they prepare for – next july an official entry into the conference and that first conference season is there what is that process like because obviously they have there's got to be some i would assume that yep. and i'm not a lawyer i don't know the league bylaws and that kind of nonsense um but there's got to be a process and some sort of checklist um that asu has to go through now to be ready for that first season in 24 25 can you give us a little bit of insight into what that is and and how they do that and 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 how you process that as the league commissioner yeah and so i mean right now we're developing that list i mean you start you know once you make the announcement you start thinking about it and and it's not that you weren't thinking about but now you get serious about it because um you know you have to go through what sort of everything from uh, TV and 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 broadcasting and and what sort of you know talent do they have and how do they fit into our streaming services um, and that sort of thing to um, our our video replay technology all of our schools use the same technology DV Sport uh, that our officials use for replay um, they happen to use a different system uh, based upon that Coyotes also playing right. in their facility so we're going to have to talk through that and see um, how that works out. Um, obviously, just in terms of uh, travel logistics and, and all of that, um, you know, we, be, we begin, we go through the bylaws and, and I mean, there's bylaws changes that'll have to um, take place. And uh, the challenge a little bit was, you know, we still are competing as an eight team league this year, so we can't change the bylaws uh, until right. we have a nine team league. And so, you know, we'll do that. We'll go through policies and procedures. Um, you know, and just make sure that we've addressed all of those things. There's certain decorum things and how we interact with our officials uh, that, you know, is the NCHC way, so to speak. Um, there's expectations for, you know, travel and, and um, you know, what's expected, you know, provisions down to what provisions in the locker room for the visiting team and how we manage that. Um, so all of that will start becoming part of the process and ongoing conversation with ASU. Um, you know, overwhelmingly, they will be in a great position, um, you know, just in terms of a new building and having uh, the ability to house and bring in our folks. And, um, you know, it's everything down to complimentary tickets and how many tickets do you, do you provide to visiting teams and, you know, all of those sorts of things. So, yes, we will start um, 
you know, before membership, they get a copy of, of the bylaws and the, and the policies and procedures. And essentially what they agree to is in concept, these are all um, appropriate in their mind for their membership. And then they, you know, as, as we go forward, we'll just start pulling um, different pieces of policies and, and bylaws out and just make sure we're updating them to, to be inclusive of, of ASU. Well, uh, you know, I, I get every conference is different. Uh, are there that much different, that much of a difference from league to league and, and, and how much differently, and I'm not saying that it, it's right or wrong, but how much differently was, was, is ASU doing it currently to where, to what the NCHC bylaws, uh, expect? Is there I, that much I would difference? say not. No, there isn't going to be much difference. It's just a matter of, like, for instance, in, in video replay, um, for instance, if their system doesn't uh, integrate with ours, if that's what our officials use for video replay, you know, what we try and provide them is a consistent view. So when they go into the box and in any school, they have an understanding of what they're going to see and they know mm -hmm. how to manipulate and use the use the technology. Um, in terms of, we do officiating a little bit different um, okay. in terms of, of um, most of the other programs don't use supervisors, on on-site supervisors to the degree that we do. So we have our officials on ice and then we have a supervisor um, who in, in a majority of our games, we have a supervisor on site uh, and then obviously the director of officials as well. So there is someone um, up in the box typically who is, is there. They don't make the calls, but they usually stand next to the video replay person and help them navigate and just make sure that uh, the officials are seeing, you know, the angles and, and what they need to in any sort of, of replay situation. Um, and, and most of the other leagues, uh, they have a single person who's doing that from home at one site, but mostly in review and not in real time. Um, so, you know, that'll, and that's more of just relationships. I mean, it doesn't change, you know, what happens on the ice and it doesn't change how they interact. Um, it just, you know, sets, sets an expectation of, of how we interact and, and, you know, the quality of, of officiating that we're trying to achieve. Okay, and we had Michael Schmidt on a couple of months ago. I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, yes. That was really official. You called him Michael. <laughs> I, listen, I, I have a cousin named Michael, and I, I don't call him Michael. It just seems weird. And a buddy, a buddy of mine is also Michael. It just seems weird. So I use Michael. Um, so from that standpoint, uh, over the years, ASU has used uh, WCHA officials when that league was still a men's yep. league, uh, they've used yep. big 10 officials. Um, yep. are you guys, is the NCHC now going to provide ASU their officials this year? Um, even though it's a year before the conference starts. I don't think so at this point. Um, okay. I think at this point, uh, the big 10 has already kind of hired their staff and they were prepared to provide, uh, ASU and, and we don't have, and we haven't vetted that. And not that, it would be a huge thing, but you know, with Mike being new into the position, uh, I think it's just easier right now um, to maintain the system that that the Big Ten is already providing to them, and then we'll get started next year and and make sure that we have um, the folks that that we need in that site. I mean, for the most part, our referees uh, really fly throughout the country. Our linesmen are generally more local. Okay. Okay, so let me let me ask you a couple of uh, things off the ASU topic here for a minute. First of all, Does that even exist? Uh, Verna Taller. 
<laughs> Verna Collar yeah. uh, left the the uh, the conference, and I know she was a huge part. Uh, I've seen her several times while I've been through Colorado. But how important was she, and and how uh, 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 what's the right word? I mean, how do you replace her? <laughs> I don't know if you ever replace people. You just yeah. try and you know fill the gaps and everything. But you know, Verna was there from the very beginning. Uh, you go back even before Josh Fenton when Jim Share was first named the commissioner. Uh, Verna was one of the first hires that he made, um, really to get the the underpinnings of the of the conference in place. And so, from a business operations standpoint. Um, just really important and obviously i think what everybody knows is she was passionate and you know she loved people and so uh she she was nurturing and she provided you know a hug and a smile to everybody who walked in whether it be you know media or um, member institutional staff or you know partners of ours um and so you know i think that's always the important thing is um, there's one thing that is simply about operations and checking boxes, but uh, the other thing that people provide and that, you know, really uh, determines success is relationships. And and I think that, you know, she was not only an operational piece, but she was a relationship piece. And so uh, me right now, um, I'm scrambling a little bit to make sure that nothing's falling through the cracks and learning new systems <laughs> and uh, bill pay and all sorts of things that I haven't had to do before. Um, but, you know, I, I, short term, it's going to be challenging and, and long term, um, you know, we'll find somebody who does a great job and, and we'll get um, back on our feet. And, and hopefully I, I won't have to do as many bank statements. <laughs> I don't blame you for that. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, the academic side of things. Sorry about that. I had a breakup uh, phone call coming in at the same time. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. So I want to talk about the academic All-American side of things. Um, you have two players that were uh, second team and third team. And I know you guys are uh, really high in the academics, and, and all of your teams do very well. But how nice is that just to see your conference represented with, uh, with those two? You know, you just – you love when people are recognized for the work that they do. And, and obviously, you know, I had a coach when I worked at the University of Denver, it, it actually wasn't a hockey coach, but I had a basketball coach who at one point said that um, everybody faces athletic mortality at some point. You know, for some people, it's at sixth grade and you decide you don't want to play, you know, any longer. For some, it's after high school. Um, for some, it's after college. And for a select few, it's after professionals. Um, but what we know is that at some point your athletics career comes to an end or your playing career comes to an end. And I think what it certainly demonstrates is just that our students understand um, and are committed to that academic portion. And the reality across the country, for multitude of reasons, but hockey players, um, collegiate hockey players, typically amongst men's sports are some of the leading um, academic and, and graduating uh, students and teams. Um, and, and I, th I think it, 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 it once again just demonstrates that our coaches and our programs know how important it is that uh, we're not just providing um, our players with, the, with you know, an opportunity on the ice. We're providing them to get the opportunity to get meaningful degrees and to, to leverage that um, for success in the future as well. All right, since Paul is speechless. Oh, no, I just, usually you have <laughs> no, a follow-up question, so I was just I, I, I do have, I do have another one. I do have another one. Uh, the other thing, uh, Heather, was the, the NHL draft was just recently um, 
I guess, had. And uh, the development camps are out there. And we see the number of players. I've been to a couple, and uh, Paul scouted them from from Long Island. But, um, man, you guys have a lot of talented hockey players in this conference. Was that any surprise to you that you would see all these guys getting invites, whether they were drafted or non-drafted players? You know, I would always go back and just say that I, I think our coaches do a fantastic job. And and it all begins, you know, really from the head coach and philosophy and, and kind of the under, underpinnings of their program and, and what they're looking for. Um, but they're relentless recruiters. And so being out on the road, and, and I have to give credit. I mean, I, I think hockey development at the youth level um, just continues to grow. And obviously being in the state of Minnesota, uh, hockey has long been um, a hotbed here and, and the developmental programs that are a little bit more community-based have been really, really successful. But what we're also seeing is we're seeing growth um, uh, across the country in new markets. We're seeing growth uh, and more connections uh, internationally. And I think that that's playing out and, and we're seeing um, that, that the talent is there uh, and and that's what I think makes hockey so strong right now is there are enough talented players um, across so many teams that the parity is just makes for fantastic play. It makes it it, it makes it exciting. It it makes it so that um, you know it's not just the call it the Power Five programs that are successful. I mean the NCHC has has long put out um, great players and and they just continue to develop. And and again I go back to coaches. I, I I mean there's so much about good coaching that starts when they're young and and developing skills, but really just um, developing developing the mental side of it as well. Uh, I think is pretty critically important. And I actually just finished a book this morning, The Right Call by Sally Jenkins, um, that talks all about that and and um, both the physical and the mental aspects of of um, having success and achieving success, uh, you know, across sports and and amongst coaches and and players alike. All right. So as we head into this is year 11 of the league um, for those that have followed for a while. Uh, are there any changes that we would notice? I mean, obviously, there's always behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, are there any changes coming up in the conference this year besides the obvious that, that we would know of, that the fans would be able to quickly recognize? I mean, obviously, for not this year, but next year, our issue right. is the big one. I mean, right. I, I think there's the continued commitment by our institutions um, just to support their hockey programs and, and, and put success uh, on the ice. Um, I, I think from an officiating standpoint, we are always evaluating uh, what we do. And, and I, I, I mean, as I've gotten to know, that was an area for me that was a lot of growth this past year because I hadn't worked right. as much with officiating. Um, I think that the, the job we ask officials to do is, uh, let's just call it impossible, yeah, uh, you can't please everybody, and in fact, <laughs> no. you can't please anyone. <laughs> Nobody, no. and, and that's actually probably when you know you've done the best job is when nobody's happy. So, I mean. <laughs> right, that, that's true. But I mean, continuing just to you know, it's not a rules change year, so you're not going to see a, a ton of changes necessarily around that. Right. Um, but I think that uh, just continuing to look at how do we communicate, how do we create consistency, how do we c create dialogue um, so that we understand and, and are putting forth our best efforts and, um, and that our, again, I just learned a, a ton and, um, you know, they were, the officials as I got to know them better right. um, would talk about the importance of calling, what did they say, you know, 
we're sometimes we have to prioritize calling a fair game as opposed to an accurate game and you fairness um early in the contest really on friday night um because you know whatever one partner of the referees calls they always have to be communicating and be being seeing the same game and calling the same game and so i think that piece of it is that we'll continue to try um you know work with our, our officials and and continue that but i mean the other piece i i just think again our coaches um you know last year we missed the 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 frozen four for the first time um and and i think that they just recognize that you know you can't rest on your laurels and and we have quality coaches out there and they're going to put their best efforts in the end you know they're going to have their teams and, and we'll be ready to play that's by the way that's 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 a a great job uh, commissioner i mean sometimes there is not really an answer to a question um and you got to put one together and that that's an awesome <laughs> job on that, on that answer by the way <laughs> You know, because obviously the fans don't really see the in behind the scenes machinations of the officials and those kinds of things. But that's a great answer. <laughs> okay, uh, final one for me is more of a comment, uh, Heather. But uh, we added two more teams in your conference start coverage area. Now, so we now have ten NCAA teams. We're going to cover North Dakota and uh, Omaha. So when uh, ASU jumps on board, we're going to have more than half of your teams covered. So we're thrilled about that. We're thrilled about working with you guys and, and with Michael and the great job that he does for you and all of that stuff. So it's kind of just a comment of we're excited, and I'm guessing you are as well. Yeah, so what you're saying is I-29 along the border of, of <laughs> western border of Iowa and up through Minnesota and along South Dakota and North Dakota. So I-29 and west is now your is now your purview. Yeah, absolutely. And in addition, I'm in California right now because the growth of uh, our AHL coverage has just exploded. So we have the entire Pacific Division out here. But uh, I was here for the Coachella Valley um, run and um, just to see the NCHC guys come through and guys that I met over the last seven years. And a funny story, but Mason Morelli, who played at Nebraska Omaha, was playing for Hershey. And when he came here, I said, uh, Mason, you have, I haven't seen you in 17 years. The last time I saw you, you were 10 years old, and I was an assistant coach on your squad team. <laughs> and and we never <laughs> got to play you because you were always playing up a group. <laughs> so oh. so here, here, Mason and I are having a, a good little chat out here in Coachella Valley, and I said, could you have ever imagined? And then two weeks later, he goes around and signs an NHL contract with the Vegas Golden Knights. So go figure. Go figure. Yeah, yeah, well, it's listen, incredible. Yeah, and Heather, what he really means is he's just given me the job of having to be even more cross-eyed <laughs> as I watch all the games on the screen is what he really means by increasing the coverage area because he can only be in one place at a time, and I have to sit here in my basement <laughs> watching all the games. So that's what he really means. Oh, trust me. I, I will tell you that um, I put my own staff in that same position, Michael Weissman and Sam Keeney. Um, you know, they sit on Friday and Saturday night and they tag games and, um, they make, they've got, you know, multiple screens trying to keep track of everything so that they can get their social media comments out and get the highlight videos out immediately and all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, I get to go to games and just, um, shake hands and kiss babies and and meet people (laughs) and, uh, enjoy. Meanwhile, they're doing all the work that I wouldn't even know how to do on a computer. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not even sure I know how to do it. I just, 
thankfully Michael does and and, and, and I have you know no and they do a great job they, yeah the, the oh, content absolutely. that they provide and the timeliness of it is excellent and and and, I, and I'm pretty sure that at some point last year I was watching five or six games at a time at nchc.tv but I'm not sure and you know coming yes. up next year it'll be at least five it'll be five every every conference weekend yeah. or because even if ASU's playing a non-conference game at home yep um yep. so Oh yeah, those are. I've already started looking at the schedule for this year and those early season in the non-conference. I, I think oh. there's, there may even be one where we've got seven teams at home. No. One weekend. That, now, if you want to talk about stretching your officiating staff oh. um, thin, that's a weekend where oh. you, you've you've got to have everybody everywhere. You know, just trying to to get coverage. Scott, I want my pay doubled. <laughs> well, <laughs> Heather, I can assure you one thing: uh, we've already set Paul up to be at a game in Grand Forks in January. So that is never, <laughs> ever, ever going to happen. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you coming on and, and being so open and honest with us. And we look forward to a long, long future with the NCHC. Michael's done a great job of nurturing us yes, along, yes. and hopefully, we can uh, repay it a little bit down the road. Yeah, well, thanks for your coverage. We just, you know, I, I think it's important we take every opportunity to, to get our name out, but not just for the NCHC, but for college hockey in general. It's such a great product, and um, we're still considered a little bit of a niche sport, and I think that, you know, we need to be our best advocates just to introduce people to the to the sport and just the, the quality of competition that happens weekend um, throughout the weekends, you know, throughout the year. Well, Absolutely. We appreciate it. That's the you. commissioner from the greatest – I'm going to say greatest from now on. The greatest, greatest. conference of college like hockey, <laughs> the NCHC. We'll Heather Weems joining we'll us. Thank, thank you so much, uh, Commissioner. We yep. appreciate it. All right, Paul, okay, and I'll be right that. back in just a couple minutes. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious, man! Visit college.
collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios, ITHSW Podcast presents College Hockey West Weekly. Indeed it is College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you in Palm Springs, California tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, it's always great to have the commissioner on. She's uh, yeah. very open, very candid, and uh, always has some insightful stuff to, to help us prepare for the upcoming season. And in this case, two seasons. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Seven games at once? I better figure, uh, <laughs> out, I better figure out how to hook up my laptop to the it, or something to the tv because i'm gonna need bigger space yeah you're gonna you're gonna need a bigger boat <laughs> oh my lord oh. uh you're gonna need about like an 86 inch tv or something so you can well no it's, it's just you know, <laughs> the, the tvs are big enough i just they're not they're old and i just have to figure out a way to hook the computer <laughs> into the tv all right uh samsung or anybody if you're listening uh we need a partnership apparently <laughs> so paul needs some new tvs yeah, this is this is just. <laughs> I'll work on that. Games. I'll work I mean, on that. I See if we can find. I can't it. It's hard enough doing four. <laughs> Hockey's growing, my friend. Isn't that what we started this for? To grow the game oh, of hockey? Yeah, I, I know. Okay, then don't I complain. Mean, no, it's not a complaint. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I, you know, I, I've done as many as six games at a time. It's just seven is just. Oh, <laughs> anyway, uh, as always, and we have a guest on, I always want to get the feedback because I hear something, you hear something. What did you hear uh, from Commissioner Weems tonight that, that you kind of said, wow, I didn't know that? Well, seven games on one screen at, on, <laughs> at a time is is whoa. Um, the, the the question about the officiating kind of hit me as, as she was answering the previous question. So, um, yeah, I mean... You know, there are all kinds of little things. And and I realized that a lot of those little things are things that we would get and understand. And it's not that the, the general public wouldn't, but that's not really their job to kind of pay attention to those things. So um, we do because, or at least I do, because 
that's what I do. Um, that's the kind of stuff that interests me is that behind the scenes stuff and how are we going to do this and how are we going to do that? And, and, and those kinds of answers and those kinds of things uh, always interest me as, as well as the stuff that goes on on the ice. And I was, uh, and I'm curious now because she's talking about the video systems and I sure they're very happy with their video system. Right. But does that mean that the ASU system has to be changed at some point? Because well, it's got to, it's got to interact. Think, I would think, that I think it's had, a big thing. Okay. Well, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. I, that's, you know, because obviously, um, and, and I, I assume there are different systems for the NHL. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's different software and different things. And I think she, she hit it on the head is that she has to know. And Mike Schmidt has to know that his officials are going to be able to see and manipulate the images the same, no matter what rink they're at. Right. That, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that, that they'll spend time doing that over the, o over the season. Preparing for same thing. Team. I told you off of, uh, off air. I said, uh, in regards to the streams, there's going to be a protocol, and uh, every team is going to have to follow that protocol as closely as possible. You're not yeah. just going to be able to run off on your own and go, uh, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, without the approval from the NCHC and the NCHC.tv. Yeah, um, that's the stuff. I'm getting that's, you know, I, I think I did a good <laughs> job of, of, swerving around i tried to set you up to ask all the questions and you just you just oh, drove right the off the road is, the problem is there's way too many questions <laughs> i tried to and, open the door for you yeah but the problem is i know she's not going to have those answers <laughs> no but I, I think it was a good question to ask about the protocols and different things because you know the bylaws will tell you what you have to do i also thought it was very interesting she said you know we can't change the bylaws yet because we have eight teams this year. Um, nine nine teams next year well, is when they got like to be changed slightly or tweaked. Yeah, I'd like to see. I like to see an example of that, just out of curiosity. But I'm not going to sit. That's 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 not even that's boring. That's that's just boring, quote unquote, to do. If I'm reading it in front, of, I'm not going to have her go through that on on in an interview. That and, and I I think she's really excited about stuff. seeing you in Grand Forks in January. Never. Listen, unless you can guarantee me certain things, and I don't think uh, any of us have that kind of money to guarantee me that I will never hit the outside. Uh, that, that, that's not about money, my friend. That's about just the reality. <laughs> yeah, that's it's not going to Anyway, and she gave a nice uh, geography mark there, just following I-29 down from from uh, Grand Forks right down to Omaha and then on over to the West. See, all fits. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's the, you're the geography expert, which is scary as hell considering what you know about time zones and that's nothing. <laughs> I know that it's uh, 630 Pacific time that we start the show normally, unless we're going to Eastern Europe. Normally. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we, we, we didn't really get a chance to, dissect that <laughs> last night either. Um, all I know is that that's recommended listening. Yeah. Listening to Nick Guerrero from Texas yeah. State uh, in, in, in the premier edition of College Hockey Coast. Yeah, Coast. I gotta love that name, don't you? Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, it's a pretty good week when we can have uh, 
those kinds of conversations with Nick last night and Heather tonight. And it just, that's, doesn't get any better. It's going to continue, my friend, because tomorrow night, Stephen and I have the head coach from the University of Mary, not only the head coach, he's the athletic director at the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. Dan Huntley joining us for uh, our American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. So it just keeps getting better this week. It's rocking and rolling, and we hope to uh, continue that on. Um, right on through. So uh, as we talked about it, get to the ASU website, take a look at that roster. If you're curious, Paul and I were um, to see who's yeah. out there. And I didn't even know it was there. I just checked <laughs> because I normally check every few weeks. And there it was. Every, every days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, w- we'll be uh, curious to see how it all plays out as the season gets underway. But anyway, always great to have the commissioner on. Go ahead and take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Uh, Check out the location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson as we continue to repair the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. For the NCHC and NCHC.tv, Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. The Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and have us create that unique design for your business or gift-giving needs. The Spaghetti Shack, a classic Italian comfort food quickly. Three locations, two in Tempe, one in Pine Top at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app. Help others find the show and the other podcasts by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the shows at ITHSW Podcasts. That's all one word. Search ITHSW Podcasts on your favorite podcast platform behind the masks college hockey west weekly and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the ice time hockey west.com network very well done my friend and we will remind everybody again that we are now uh nationwide with two of our podcasts the tuesday uh, i'm sorry the monday night show now college hockey coast to coast where we talk ncaa hockey and beyond from coast to coast and then of course on wednesday night it's the american collegiate hockey Top 20 podcast where we talk non-varsity programs, and who knows? Maybe some teams that will become NCAA varsity teams down the road. Thursday is always uh, set aside for the Pro Hockey West Report. Great stuff coming up that way, too, with development camps end and players signed with different places, get new contracts, all of that good stuff. Stephen Marsh and I will be with you tomorrow night and Thursday for those two podcasts. Five nights a week, we are the five-time podcast yeah go ahead go ahead you, you go ahead you were about to i almost say, say quad bod i can't say that anymore yeah i know I, yeah no. i gotta come up with a new word don't worry i will unfortunately you probably will. anyway big thank you to the nchc commissioner heather weems for joining us tonight we always appreciate her insight and uh, coming on and, and talking hockey with us especially from the greatest hockey conference in all of ncaa hockey all right we'll say good night little roger klein the peacemakers de niro good night everybody Good night.